You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show. Welcome specifically to Monday Football Monday. I'm RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's blog of the boys. As mentioned, this is Monday Football Monday. This is the SB Nation NFL Show. And a reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL. NFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is, to be quite frank with you, to be quite honest, the best show that we do here at the SB Nation NFL show. We are streaming live, as we always do, on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, on the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, so you can participate along with us as we recap the Sunday that was in the NFL, this particular Sunday, Week 11's festivities, and we are now hitting the fast-forward button because we have Thanksgiving football to get to. We have Thanksgiving podcasts coming your way as well here at the SB Nation NFL show, but before we get there, we have to properly tie a bow on week 11 it was a fun one for some teams and not so fun one for others uh, I don't just do this by myself I do it with my cohort my compadre the one and only the dashing the debonair I'm sure he smells fantastic uh, Pete Tweeney from Arrowhead Pride SB Nation's home for Kansas City Chiefs content if you are listening to this on the SB Nation NFL podcast by the way do subscribe leave a rating writer review you cannot see how immaculate he looks straight out of a Macy's Christmas catalog mm-hmm. yeah. Pete Tweeney Sweeney looks today here on Monday Football Monday. Pete, happy Monday to you. Congratulations on the win on Sunday yeah, afternoon. No, no, I did a lot in the big victory at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, GEHA do, Field at Arrowhead Stadium, please. please. Yeah, I do have sort of a, a Christmas holiday type of look. I got a sweater with you, a... You look like uh, like you, Kevin McAllister, and the cousin that Pete is pants yeah. are all getting ready to take your photos together. Feels good to look this good. You look good. You podcast good. That's something that I always say. I'm excited about the holiday season. You know, the Christmas season, as we talked about last podcast, begins, looks like T-minus, almost around four days exactly. Almost four days exactly with Santa Claus coming at the end of the Thanksgiving Day parade. And that's when you're, you're good to go. You're good to decorate your house and to do whatever you need to to get ready for Christmas. I also do smell good. Recently changed over to a more of a cocoa butter moisturizing mm. lotion, so that's kind of assisted. I can't help but notice, so we're talking about my appearance, I just can't help but notice that you do not have a polo on. That's right. Today. What, uh, what's going on? Why? What, I thought maybe you would. The, well, so conversations last week. I, uh, you know, they, 
that was what you thought too. But let's relax here. You know, we, we could check the tape. I, you know, I, on on the I, Arrowhead Pride I, Podcast Network. But I did look, not. But before uh, we get to not. all the games, Pete, let's 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 show let's show some love to our loyal listeners before we get okay. there. You'll have your moment to 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 um you know I pomp just and was, circumstance. Look, I I I know. I just was wondering where the polo was. That's all. But I actually said um I I filmed the um. It's going to sound like an oxymoron. The Dallas Cowboys highlight show for, for the blog and the boys YouTube channel. Uh, and I actually said that I wore what I could find to be the most opposite of a polo in my closet. It's a, <laughs> uh, a little hoodie, not quite a hoodie, but it's a t- like a T-shirt with a hood. Um, not glad. quite a T-shirt. It's like an I'm in-between actually- thing. Yeah, I'm glad you're wearing a hoodie because you're gonna have to find a new AFC team too. Because these Buffalo Bills ain't. Oh a, yeah, maybe it is Look, a New okay. England Patriots. Pete, we'll get there. Please, we we have to we have <laughs> to show some love to the loyal listeners before we uh, begin. Okay. As mentioned, right. please do subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. If you write a review, we are contractually obligated to read it. Said nobody yeah. ever. The first one we have two reviews to get to. Pete Sweeney. All right, here we the go. first one is a five star review comes to us from jeremiah eschbach and it is titled carol of the bells you mentioned pete sweeney obviously um not really your stance as far as uh beginning the christmas festivities but the stance of your beautiful mother uh jeremiah wrote rj pete is 100 correct when it comes to christmas big week for you pete both when it starts and his song choice mama sweeney is a smart lady my Mm. my house followed follows the same rule on christmas love all the SB Nation NFL shows you guys put out on a daily slash weekly basis. BLG, who is, by the way, watching on the Facebook stream, is the GOAT. Uh, I wish I hadn't had to read that. But uh, next one, Pete Sweeney, comes to yeah. us. And you will ap- look, everything's coming up, Pete Sweeney, right now. Check one, this two out. punch. Uh, this week, maybe, maybe should go to me. Well, speaking of, five star oh. review comes to us from Tommy Sweet. Title Kiss. Please help with, in quotes here, yeet of the week here we go mm. love the shows on this podcast helps me get through the workday but my main gripe is what rj has done to yeet of the week oh, yeah. it was always a throw of the week and now it's whatever arbitrary thing true. rj wants to point out from it's the true. week of games kissed i miss you and i love you please help rj out here here's the we, thing i Tommy tried to Sweet. tell you i tried to tell you that i, I tried to I tell can't, you that I can't just like recapture the energy that Kissed has, you know, and so I I feel obligated to to carry this on, but I'm not Kissed, you know. I I you know who I am. I'm um uh what what was his name? Um, Angelo Vickers, you know, I'm yeah. talking about in the oh, office yeah, yeah. Re- replacing Michael Scott. Like that's that's who I am when it comes Kissed to you. Is Kissed is the Wizard of Oz, and you're just a measly man behind the curtain, baby. And it is Ooh. what it is. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the Wizard of Oz right now is, is staying mysterious. And we have not seen him for a long time on these these airwaves. Maybe one day, right? We can only hope. Uh, you mentioned measly man. I have a friend whose last name is Measles. Um, and when he got oh. engaged, everybody referred to his, uh, well, his now wife, but his, his soon-to-be mm-hmm. wife at the time. Her name is Ashley. Is Ashley Chickenpox. So it's really funny. Oh, uh, oh but, Okay. Uh, let's let's Shout get out to, to uh, measles and pox. Uh, let's get to all of the week 11 games on Sunday. We will, of course, touch on the Dallas Cowboys Kansas City Chiefs contest. But yeah, we we'll start Pete, for sure, yeah. with the most dramatic game of the week. We have to start here. Um, an, an AFC West team that actually, you know, showed some pizzazz, showed some pop uh, in week 11. The Los Angeles Chargers. 
scored 41 total points, 14 of them in the fourth quarter against the Pittsburgh Steelers, winning 41 to 37. Pittsburgh, Pete Sweeney, scored 27 in the fourth quarter. This game was wild. I was uh, sitting down with a bowl of Captain Crunch, the holiday edition, uh, to watch all of this madness unfold. Huge win. Austin Eckler had himself a day. Not the most impressive running back on the day, though. We'll get there, of course. Uh, Chargers get to 6-4. and four. Steelers fall to 5-4-1. and one. Your thoughts? Yeah, you can't predict the... The AFC. You can't predict any team in the AFC. You don't know who anybody can't predict is. anybody anywhere, Pete. That's not limited to the AFC. Right. It's the entire NFL at this point. I think it is worth noting here, and we can do the same when we get to the Chiefs and the Cowboys. But the Steelers did not have Watt, Hayden, or Fitzpatrick in this game, and they were playing right with the LA Chargers. I think that deserves being said, just because. This was a 41 to 37 four point game. If you have maybe one of those guys or two of those guys, let's be honest with ourselves. The Steelers are probably winning this game. I don't think they're giving up 41 points. So I, I don't know how much we take away from it. Justin Herbert looked great. There's been times this year when Herbert almost looks like the previous year's version of sure. Patrick Mahomes, where he's dominating and there's been other times where it's been a little bit underwhelming this was one of these games where you could tell he really grabbed the bull by the horns austin eckler thank you my friend i had a i was playing somebody with jonathan taylor and i thought i was done for eckler comes in saves Bayheim's army so we appreciate the effort that he had but he's been a really underrated uh player and what's 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 cool about the Eckler thing and, and what he's been able to do this year is, I mean, this is the same guy that this new coaching staff has really been able to make the most of. And a lot of the same players like you weren't really talking that much about Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. You knew that they were good, but that always seemed to be their ceiling. Now they're great players. And this is a fascinating division. I think the Raiders are done. Sorry to the Vegas fans. I think the Denver Broncos are done, but this Prost. could be a. This could be a back and forth thing between the Chiefs and the Chargers as we get down the stretch here. There's a Thursday night football game, which is awesome uh, for this because that might be the determining factor here with these teams kind of going back and forth and dropping one, winning one, um, so to speak. I think it, it, in a way, I know there's no moral victories to me. It's a moral victory in a sense for Pittsburgh. They needed this kind of offensive performance just to, I think, prove to themselves. That yeah, they just, can to, do it. just to know it was possible, right? And and I think both of these teams are playoff teams. So uh, who knows if we get this game again? And w- what I also find most interesting about this as well is you know, we kind of came into the week thinking, well, the Chiefs and the Cowboys, that's the game of the week. Uh-uh, right. That was dumb. Uh, that kind of was a stinker in a sense, if you're really looking at it from an unbiased standpoint. And this was the game of the week and, and deservingly so. Yeah, this had it all. I actually, um, you know, if, if I had had to kind of draw best uniform matchups in the NFL, I would not have thrown out, you know, Chargers powder blues against Steelers Rose. But this just, this looked great. This was the best yeah. I thought SoFi Stadium's ever looked. You know, like it's it's never been a stadium that popped off the screen to me, but I really just, it had all the aesthetics. Um, ben Roethlisberger, you know, I don't say back, but 28 to 44, 273 yards through three touchdowns. Yep. You're right. Um, nice to know that they're certainly capable of doing that. Uh, but the Charger side of things, you mentioned Justin Herbert, you know, obviously incredible passer. There's, you know, enough data to back that up in spades. 90 yards on the ground. That was kind of what this game was about, was just these random, you know, spurts that Justin Herbert was picking up on the ground and just kind of keeping drives alive, obviously, before the game winner uh, to Mike Williams. But 
this is, you know, I, I don't know that I'm, look, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I was partly wrong about the Steelers. I maintain that they're still not this great team. However, if the, the credit belongs to Mike Tomlin, he, he, this, this dude is just, he's different. He's unreal. He's amazing. I mean, he's going to drag this, you know, mostly lifeless Steelers offense to a playoff berth. And they might even win the division. And we'll get to Baltimore, what happened there in Cincinnati. But I mean, they're still firmly in the mix here. They're just, they're just a team that, that, you know, can, can survive no matter what the circumstances are. Um, you mentioned it, but the Chargers did almost charge this away. I don't, I mean, I, I know I joked early and, and it's an impressive win for them, but I don't know that I feel great about them. Uh, you mentioned the Thursday night game. Was it 2018 that had that late Thursday night game uh, when the Chargers were at, were at Arrowhead, when, when the Chargers won at the very end? I think that was yeah. 2018. Um, and that, that was a Thursday night football game where it was an overtime. Right. That's or what maybe I maybe it wasn't when, overtime. I think it was a two point conversion that they went for. Right, 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 right. Um, when I said Thursday night football, that's why you know I meant it was on a Thursday night. So good job us right there being simpatico. But uh, does kind of feel like we're headed for that. This game obviously is going to be in LA though. A uh, bit of a bummer because I really want to see that in the like the cold in Kansas City. But um, I am pumped. I just want to tell you a little Monday football Monday note. I'll be there. I'm going to LA for this game. So LA Pete. Uh, first LA of two Pete. times. First of two times, I'm going to be in LA this year. I know that for sure. <laughs> it's so, so back. The, the, the hubris had a had a month off, and it is the all first, the way back. The first time will be <laughs> next month uh, visiting my lovely sister, working for Netflix out there. Hello to Jamie, if you're listening. Wow, to this, but, Jamie Sweeney, right? But, I know. Yeah, so she and I are going to be hanging out that week. I'm going to be working from LA. Got to check out this Thursday night football game. Got to get back in Kansas City on Saturday. I need to hit the couch for that Sunday off. You know, RJ, when you cover a Thursday night game, you got to really embrace the Sunday right. off. You can. I got, the I got two of those coming up right now, baby. Thanksgiving this it, week, Thursday night football yeah, next week. I get one of these this week, too. It's our bye week. So uh, very exciting. But yeah, I'm excited to check out SoFi Stadium. It looks awesome. And so really pumped to, to check it out in person. Um, I will say, Pete, uh, I won't tell you from who, but I did just get a message on an off-platform um networking site that the hubris yeah. is back so you know you're pounding that chest just pound it up i don't know if anybody can hear that in the microphone but i was pounding my hey, chest look, like like mcconaughey what? and wolf of wall street when you have a chance to all right to let's get there let's, 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 let's get there let's let's get there um this was not the you know best game as mentioned there were actually you know more yeah. games if, if we're being objective here but we've stalled long enough uh you know pete and i have known each other now for a long time Finally got a chance to see the Dallas Cowboys mm -hmm. play the Kansas City Chiefs. We said, Pete, we did a lot of work together last week. Obviously, we did Monday Football Monday. You were on the blog and the Boys Podcast Network and YouTube channel. Vice versa at Arrowhead Pride. Uh, we thought, you know, this was going to be game of the year. It's going to be awesome. We're going to yeah. look back. It's going to have all these massive ratings, et cetera. A 19-9 victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have won three straight games at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, scoring 20 or fewer points. Um, I have some thoughts, but the floor is yours given, uh, the Kansas city chiefs one. Yeah, no, uh, I think it's been a, a very unique and interesting year for Kansas city. Uh, I do think RJ and I got to say this, I just think the chiefs outright refused to lose, uh, on Sunday. I do have <laughs> man, to say wait, that now I really need a kiss, man. I need him. They, so they, you could tell, and it wasn't Mahomes this time, which is the most fascinating part of no, Chris it Jones defense. beast baller. 
Right. I I think Chris Jones really established, or maybe I should say reestablished himself as a game. Well, my man Pete told me he was winning defensive player of the year at the beginning of this season. Well, when that same player tears ligaments in his wrist, that's kind of tough and misses two games. So anyway, uh, you saw that type of player um, in this one game. Again, isolated look. And he has that in him. The Chiefs tried this. Um, change for Jones. They thought by bringing Jaron Reed in, it would be a good idea to push Jones to the outside. They, in just their actions more so than their words, Steve Spagnuolo really hasn't admitted it at the podium, but they've essentially moved him back. He's still going inside and outside, but now it's more of the inside emphasis, and that's where he cooks. He's the second best defensive tackle in the league. He was before they made the move to Aaron Donald, or I'm sorry, to the outside. He was behind Aaron Donald last year, PFF-wise, interior pass rusher. And they've leaned back into that. And you're seeing the results of that. And I don't think they could have done it without the, you know, we just talked about the Steelers without acquiring Melvin Ingram and feeling good about the outside. Now, I, you got to be honest with yourself. The Preston road trophies back where it belongs, (laughs) but it was a Cowboys team that was really, I think, a little bit underhanded with the fact that Amari Cooper suddenly uh, was not in this game. The Cowboys fan for, for anyone who's unaware, added to the COVID list on that's tough Friday. On Fri- that's tough on Friday, but because that means they were game planning to have him all week, and then you extract him just from the to game. just to expand on that point, Pete, because this this is the week of Thanksgiving. A lot of people are going to watch Cowboys on Thursday. Um, Amari Cooper tested positive on Friday and reportedly unvaccinated, so automatically knocked him out of Sunday's game in Kansas City and Thursday's game against his former team, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if you know this, Pete, but uh, Sunday was supposed to be his 51st game with the Cowboys. Thursday would have been his 52nd game with the Cowboys. Uh, incidentally, Amari played 52 games precisely with the Raiders. So it would have been a nice kind of, you know, mm-hmm. career match right there, but obviously not to happen, but not to keep, you know, go, keep going off. Go for it. No, no. So, right. So there was no Cooper in this game. Cowboys lose CD lamb. I thought maybe under talked about, and it really occurred to me more. So Saturday into Sunday was just Randy Gregory missing. And he led, the team and I believe it was pressures and hadn't had played two less games, but placed an IR uh, earlier in the year. And the Chiefs were able to handle Max Crosby because it was the only real threat. And with Gregory sort of out of the mix, they could focus a little bit more on Parsons. And to Parsons' credit, I mean, he's a beast. You guys, you guys got one with him being the only player to really focus. He still almost single handedly. Uh, got the Cowboys back in this game. If it wasn't for the Chiefs refusing to lose, I think it <laughs> might, might happen. Uh, it's a good win for Kansas City. And here's what I'll say about the Chiefs. The offense is not good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. It isn't. But if you told me at this stage, Pete, would you rather have the defense cooking and be sure about that? That's fair. And the offense to figure it out uh, or vice versa. I would choose this a million times because, man, there's something about Andy Reid after the bye that self-scouting he gets to do now with six games to play where I just have to think the three years that we saw of Mahomes, the 20 years that we've seen of Andy Reid, they're going to at least get this offense to average to slightly above average. Amazing that it's suddenly the the most amazing part, maybe of the NFL season for me covering the chiefs has been, it just didn't look like this defense had a chance historically bad points per game wise, yardage wise, whatever. And now it could be the best defense in the league, which is like, bananas and it, it got healthy and it it won the game on sunday it was it was the only unit to me of the four if you want to say that looked good and uh, that was the difference so um this is your day i so i, I want to 
you know, I want to, I want to, I want it to be your day. So what do you, I want you to pick what I speak on first, the chiefs, the Cowboys, this is, this is your thing. So I'm, I'm here. My spiel, man, whatever, you know, look, it, it is a little bit, we're, we're in the holiday season. <laughs> it is a little bit of a festivist for you. Maybe a Cowboys to this. Uh, I know that it's a tough day. You, you know, you thought Super Bowl was coming and, and now there's a lot of questions. Chiefs or Cowboys, Pete, pick where is I go Dak, first. Please. Let's, let's hear about Dak. Dak let's okay. hear what, what well, happened with Dak. Why, why, why was he so first, rattled yesterday? First of all, I've never, I've, um, been slowly watching Seinfeld all the way through for the first time ever in my life. I have yet to get to the Festivus episode. Um, so just, I always you know, say that you have 36 hours in the day somehow. I don't. So, <laughs> I, I so awesome. anyway, um, yeah, I mean, so and, and I've said this at this point, you know, we're recording this or streaming this at uh, 10 a.m. Central on Monday. And, and at this point, I've already said this probably 10 15 different times, whether in written form, podcast form, video form, whatever. Uh, but Cowboys um, obviously did not have Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb did not return after the half, as mentioned. Um, Dak Prescott threw that that awful ball uh, that, that got intercepted that he was injured on. Um, the Cowboys did not play Tyron Smith in this game. It kind of looked like, in fact, this was something you and I were talking about all week long, kind of looked like he was going to. In fact, what I told you was you can generally read the tea leaves when, when it comes to the Cowboys. You can generally kind of tell based on how they practice with him. He was questionable all week. Early Sunday morning, it was reported that he wouldn't play. Uh, what's more, and this this was an actual decision they made. For the first time, the Cowboys played Connor McGovern at left guard as opposed to Connor Williams. And maybe not the wisest thing the to trot. Governor. Uh, well, maybe not the wisest thing to trot him out um, in a game that Tyron Smith is not playing when, when he's having to go against the Chris Joneses of the world. Um, and, and so, fine. You know, arbitrary Cowboys fan, you want to, you know, use that as some sort of, you know, data point as an excuse that's fair it's fair if you lose that game right if those are your variables it's not fair to not score a single touchdown you know you're the number one offense in the nfl in, in certain metrics you cannot get blanked on the touchdown front and all those things were real factors but i mean you know dak was also bad i mean the, the first throw of the game that aggressive throw to michael gallup off how many throws behind low and and you know, to be fair, Dak was under duress, but he's Dak. I mean, he's, he's supposed to be the guy. He's supposed to be the dude. He's supposed to be the guy that leads and propels them forward. And and he didn't do that. And, you know, is it is it concerning in a like panic freakout sense? No, but it's not ideal. It's two game, two bad games in a three game stretch for Dak Prescott right now. Uh, both of those games did not feature Terrence Smith again, but. I mean, you, he's been the guy that's found a way. He didn't find a way in this game. I have Kansas City thoughts, but I'm just curious how you feel about this. Chris Jones essentially said after the game, we know that people are going to say the Cowboys didn't have a lot of their key right. players. And, and but I, I just I understand that. And I would have loved to have seen a game with a fully equipped Cowboys. And who knows? Maybe you get the game later this year. We we'll see if they they end up linking up again uh, at a later date. But. Uh, you know, you've seen a lot of backups win this year. Just look sure. no further than we have seen a backup on the it. Cowboys win to that point. Arizona and yeah. and and Seattle. That's a game Seattle should have. We're going to talk about it. They didn't get it, and so you know, you look at this offense. They still had their quarterback. There are still some talent, talented skill position players on this team. By the way, outsider, and I know it's one look. Tony Pollard is the best running back on the Cowboys. Well, Zeke got banged up in this game, to be fair. It is not close. This guy could be a top five running back in the NFL. He's amazing. I'm telling you, I watched in person yesterday. I like, like, let's isolate Pollard and let's not even like factor Zeke in. Just from a pure athlete standpoint, I'm watching this guy and I'm like, this could be a top 10 running back in the NFL and it would be easy. And so I don't know what the situation is with 
Zeke, but I can understand why there was caution from uh, ownership in in why they were thinking about this contract situation because man, Pollard is good. Uh, he is, and I don't I don't know. That's gonna be a, a that's an interesting factor for the Cowboys moving forward to me. He's legit, and uh, thank you, Bear. Yeah, Bear, 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 Bear's notes. a Pollard guy. I knew uh, Bear's a Pollard guy. I mean, he he is. Um, so this is the last thing I'm going to say on the Cowboys front, and I'm only going to say it here because I also said it on the Blog of the Boys post game show. So I just, you know, I know all of our SB Nation friends are listening, and I'm prepared to to fight all of you off. Um, and I do have some things, positive things, to say about the Chiefs, Pete. I I think, and I'm not in any way excusing this loss. This was an embarrassing loss for the Cowboys. I, I think that they they similar to the Vikings game they played when they when they rested Dak Prescott they started Cooper Rush they they went into that saying if we lose we're okay with it that's a that's an awful way to put it but they you know we had a lot of people you know a lot of Cowboys fans freaking out saying you know how can you lose this game this is a statement game you got to send a message et cetera et cetera it's like this is a as far as like consequences are concerned when it comes to playoff picture and seeding and whatnot. This is the least consequential game you can possibly play. It's against an AFC team for the Cowboys, right? And yeah, it would be nice. It would be cool to go to Arrowhead to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs and, you know, all the narrative that would come from that. But they're playing the long game here. And, you know, I think that they... The Chiefs needed to beat a legitimate quarterback way more than the Cowboys needed this game. I mean, that's... Yeah, and so if the Cowboys had needed this, if this had been a do-or-die situation, they would have played Tyron Smith. They couldn't have done anything about Amari Cooper, obviously. Couldn't have done anything about C.D. Lamb getting hurt, but they would have played Tyron Smith. Now, to be clear, I don't think if they play Tyron Smith, they win this game. Maybe it's like 10% less embarrassing. Um, But... I, what they, you know, they knew they knew they're again, Mike McCarthy's been around long enough. He, he knows this is a war of attrition and you don't win the Super Bowl because you go to Arrowhead and win on a Sunday afternoon in week 11. What I'll tell you and what becomes interesting now is you go from seven and two and in four days you could blank and be seven and four. Not to say totally. that they're going to lose to the, the Las Vegas Raiders, but you've seen teams with that sequence and it's a season changer where now, you know, and, and I, I'm not even kidding here, but if somehow the Cowboys lose to the Raiders, then all of a sudden the birds are like, well, we're playing pretty well. Oh, we'll right get there. Now. You know, like, and, and I'm not saying it's going to happen and I'm not even joking around. Like I'm not digging or no, anything. no, no, it's but, just, but, it, but that, it can happen quickly like that. Yeah. It it's, that's what happens when you play two games in five days. And yeah. what's more, I mean, the Cowboys, you know, in fact, before the chiefs play again, the Cowboys will play twice more because they play on Thursday night football next week. So, uh, but like I said, we'll get there. My, my chiefs thoughts are, Steve Spagnuolo is such a trigger for Cowboys fans, defensive coordinator of your New York Giants, Pete, in 2007 that went to Texas Stadium and, and took them down when they were the one seed. Um, I thought he was incredible in this game. I, you know, People love to say, well, well, maybe Jerry Jones will fire Mike McCarthy and promote Kellen Moore to head coach after this season. Kellen Moore is still learning. He's still young, and he got whipped by Steve Spagnuolo in this game. I mean, and yes, Kellen was down some of his important players and important pieces, but I mean, this was just not a fair fight. This was an adult against a kid. I mean, it, it was, um, it was obvious. And so I, I mean, I don't know that I would say the chiefs defense is the best in the NFL. Uh, I know you were kind of pontificating, but they're certainly not the horrible unit that we saw er- the early part of the season. There was some question whether Tyron Matthew would play in this game or not. I don't even think his absence would have made a big deal if, if he hadn't I'm surprised played. the chiefs even announced it with him ultimately playing I, right. it must have been really up in the air legitimately or else i don't even think that comes through and um, i'm not saying the chiefs are the best defense in the league no i know but, i know but they're, but they're my like, goodness like my, I, could they could my, they be 
my point in saying that was the you know they had the three game winning streak coming into this game and it was hard to kind of qualify right especially coming off that Raiders game you know we talked you know was, was that a one hit wonder sort of thing and I I am willing to buy the narrative that the Chiefs defense is ascending that they're you know they're good right however you want to verbalize it however I am not willing to buy the narrative that the Chiefs offense is back at one point in this game went five straight possessions with no points. And yeah, the Cowboys pooped all over themselves at that moment, you know, got three points in that same stretch. And, you know, one of those, you know, instances was the Travis Kelsey bobble that led to the interception. But, um, and you're right. Like if, if you have to have anything out of sorts, out of whack going into the bye at this point of the season, you want it to be the offense based on who they've been historically. But, um, right now that Raiders performance looks like the outlier to me offensively. Yeah, I I mean, I, I, I'm with you. The AFC is, and I know you made the point about the NFC, but the AFC right now, it, it could go any direction. And I, we've said on previous podcasts, when it comes to the Titans, why not the Titans? I mean, I think it's right in front of the, the Chiefs right here. If they could just get the offense right, they should be the favorites to win the conference. I mean, I, I don't even think I'm, I'm going too far in, in saying that. I, the The team that gives you the most pause is somehow the New England Patriots. That's oh, they're, unbelievable here okay, in, in week we, 11. We've been saying we'll get to everybody. Uh, shout out to the Cowboys and the Chiefs, the two most important teams in the NFL, obviously, but now it's time <laughs> uh, to get to everyone else. Uh, Pete, let's go to Minnesota. Um, I correctly predicted that the Vikings would outlast the Green Bay Packers. 34-31, to 31, the final score, Justin Jefferson went off in this game uh the packers fall to eight and three the minnesota vikings at five and five now i don't know that the nfc north is necessarily in jeopardy but the vikings certainly in the mix to be a playoff team a wild card team it'll be fascinating to watch them play san francisco next week but they generally speaking show up a little bit when it comes to the packers they did it at home good for the vikings aaron Rodgers was spectacular uh 23 of 33 385 yards four touchdowns including what looked to be the one to get them back in this to Marquez Valdez Scantling near at the end before Kirk Cousins uh that's the thing dude Kirk Cousins went down got the game-winning field goal he needed nobody wants to give Kirk his props yeah I'm one of them and I never do (laughs) and this is par for the course this is what makes the Minnesota Vikings so maddening to watch they can go out and do this against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, yet you look at their record and you're like, wait a minute. The ball, the um, the Minnesota Vikings are 5-5? Five and five? Like, why can't we have this type of game every week? And it's because of the high variance that is Kirk Cousins. Sometimes he can have performances like this. Usually it doesn't happen on primetime. Fortunately, this game was not on primetime. They have back-to-back wins over the Chargers and the Packers. Give the man some respect. They also lost to Cooper Rush. And Yeah, I know. I mean, like it, Jekyll and Hyde. I'm not, you know, above saying that, but like because Kirk, you, Cous- you, Kirk you Cousins can play losses. Kirk, Kirk can play very Cleveland good Browns. football. He he deserves credit. You like Kirk, we're at the point where Kirk Cousins deserves his credit. He's playing like a top 15 10 quarterback, maybe the 10th 15, best quarterback in the NFL. 15 because he's the new Andy Dalton. I know Andy he's Dalton's not probably going to start. No, on he's not Andy Dalton. Either your quarterback Andy Dalton better. had a great moment by the way himself on Sunday. Like we Either. always say we'll get there. Either your 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 quarterback in the NFL, if you're not the Minnesota Vikings, either he's better than Kirk Cousins or he's not. That's and if so he's disrespectful not, to Kirk. If he's not, go and draft a quarterback. That's how I feel about Kirk Cousins. These are the only quarterbacks in the NFC that I'm willing to say are 100% better than Kirk Cousins. Okay, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, 
Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. And I'm I'm not even willing to say that about Matthew Stafford right now. That's it. That I mean, na- name another NFC quarterback that that you are that you are a hundred percent willing to say is better than Kirk Cousins. Kyler Murray. I said Kyler Murray. Oh, okay. So we've got listening. Dak, Rogers, Brady, Kyler. That's four. Dak, Rogers, Brady, Kyler. Mm. Matt Tom? Ryan. Dude, no. In Stafford? no, no. Stafford is is debatable. I mean, so Stafford's better than Kirk. Not. Yes, Mm-mm. he is. Not right now. I I think he is. Why? Over the last three games, I'm not. I'm no, not, I'm, I mean. Not, we, we, we've said this before. We don't have to move the goalposts very far to change fate for the five and five Minnesota Vikings. They arguably should have beaten the Bengals in week one. They definitely should have beaten the Cardinals in week two. I mean, if, if you swing those two games off of just two different moments, they're a seven and three football team. You know, they're I'm not saying they're trustworthy, but they definitely have gears in them Jalen to Hurts? play very good football. That's I would so not good. take Jalen Hurts. No way. <laughs> I might. You're, I'm starting to get you're there. out of your mind. Um, he's, he's a, he's a very interesting case study, but I would not take him, but this was a big win for the Vikings, dude. Are you panicked about the Packers though? No, no. The Vikings. Are you, are you like at all concerned? If you're not panicked, are you even mildly concerned? Because you're saying you're over here trashing Kirk and trashing the Vikings. And remember last week, everybody was like, Whoa, the Packers defense is legit now. Watch out. And they just got mossed. No pun intended here by Justin Jefferson and your boy, Kirk Cousins. So how can you not be even mildly concerned about the Packers? The Packers worked their way back into this game and and offensively, not defensively. Sure. Fine. I there are different types of games each and every week. I, this game came down to a field goal. I mean, it could have easily gone in the Packers' direction, and, and then we're saying, okay, the Vikings are the Vikings again, and they're cooked. I I, I think that the Packers ultimately are going to be a playoff team, and yeah, they they need to figure out the the defense. But I'm not going to like Kirk has these games where he kirks his way to a victory, and then everyone's back on the Kirk bandwagon. And guess what? At the end of the year, uh, the Vikings are going to be maybe one game above 500. The Packers um, will be multiple games above 500. I mean, that's a Pete Sweeney guarantee. You want to put a burrito on it? Go ahead. I bet. Oh, you know, by the way, uh, the, we're now we, we've got to start tracking these for real. We're not even Steven on burritos. I had the Justin Fields over Zach Wilson one from the preseason. You got the natural Chiefs over the Cowboys one. So the burritos are another put, one that we never we don't I know. Even really remember. So we'll we'll, for, we'll the mystery that, burrito. Yeah, that, that one's lost uh, in the archives, but we are pushed on burritos. So we will establish a new one at the end of the show. Um Aaron Rodgers, Pete, wants us all to know that this toe injury is really bothersome. Um, so I'm saying, like, it's, it's an interesting situation for the pack. And you want you got to wonder if that that toe issue oh equalizes oh the immunized. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, nice, what? nice, nice comeback. I thought you were going to go somewhere and, and bag on Kirk. Nice. Well done. No, no. Uh, I've said what I said about Kirk. I, I. I've made it very clear how I feel about Kirk and the Vikings multiple times on the show. Um, congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go... Let's go to Carolina, where the Panthers were frisky with Cam Newton starting at quarterback. Uh, Man, this was like, I've never been to a high school reunion. I didn't go to my tenure. Um, Look at us. We're cool. Um, Do you think anybody went to high school with is listening to this? Either way? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, how many people were in your high school graduating class? 391. Are you serious? Yeah, why? You, You know that off the top of your head? That's really weird. Yeah, because I know my rank. It's a long. It's a story. It's a long story. <laughs> I know my like. I know my class grade rank somehow, and I was I was just in the ten percent because I had just made the top thirty nine, baby. I yeah, I was in the top thirty nine. Yep. Um. Wow. Um. I don't know the exact number, but it was over five hundred. Uh. It was over five hundred. I mean, anyway. I did um, that at the time to be in the top ten percent. I bet that's right. So uh, shout out to the Syracuse Orange who took you in. Um, the young kids. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> this was like a reunion. Ron Rivera is there. Curtis Samuel has been a big bust of a free agent, but you got the Curtis Samuel vibes. You got the Cam Newton vibes. You got all this going on. This gazpacho of reunion. Speaking of cousins, they call uh, us kissing cousins. Nice, uh, but it didn't matter because Taylor Heineke said enough. Enough. I want the credit. I want their props. 16 of 22, 206 yards, three touchdowns, one of them to scary Terry McLaurin. Five catches, a buck, three yards on or through the air, excuse me, for McLaurin, who had an incredible catch in this game. Maybe I would offer it up as the yeet of the week, but I don't want to upset anybody who's a loyalist to Michael Kiss. Uh, Pete Sweeney, uh, does this tell us more about Washington, about Carolina, about Cam, about Ron? I mean, what, what your, your emotions, where are they here? Yeah, it's a shame because I don't think Washington has a chance of making the postseason, even after this great performance by Heineke. I just don't think that it's in the cards for them this year. And Carolina, I think, has more going for them right now. And Cam Newton is just the best story in football right now. And you Uh, want to see him get it was so much fun. It was awesome. You want to get, you know, there was a 24 yard touchdown and he went to I believe it was the center and he uh, the center of the field and he did the Superman um, celebration and the good vibes are, are rolling in and 
I just, I, you know, with that in mind, and, and Carolina isn't done here. Cam Newton's the starter, by the way. I mean, that, that's no question anymore. It's just the best option for them. It was a great move to bring him back. And they can will themselves to the playoffs. So it's just more disappointing to me than anything. I'm happy for Washington fans, but, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. I don't think Heineke is driving this team over the next, uh, what is it, uh, seven games to the postseason, whereas Carolina takes a hit there now and and what has become a very competitive NFC, you know, in the wild card spots. Um, I saw on the Washington football team subreddit, um, they were talking playoffs. You know how it goes. You get on a two game winning streak. Uh, Somebody put a screenshot of their remaining schedule. And one of the comments said, all of these are winnable games. So wow. you know, this, you you win in the NFL and and um and all the it roses is, it smell is out such a here. league. And I I mean, it's been a long time since we just weren't riding high in Kansas City. It is such a up and down. Oh, it's a ride, man. You can for a period during the year, you could really think we got to get rid of the defensive coordinator and the GM right. and yeah. let's maybe think about drafting a new quarterback, even though we have Patrick Mahomes and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh baby, we're back. We're the best team in the AFC. And, and look, it, it happens in every fan base and yeah, they they've now come out of the bye week and knocked off the Buccaneers, which gives you a ton of confidence and they go and do it. And it's the Panthers. You got to be looking at the Seahawks. If you're the Washington team right here and saying we can beat this team, the Seahawks are reeling. You just got to take advantage of that at home. And then it's the Raiders, the boys, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. Um, pretty Five much. straight NFC East games to finish the schedule. Yeah. So, if, I mean, I guess that's what the the Washington Reddit fans are, are believing. It's that, look, we have all of these division games left. If we just take care of our own business, maybe it'll, it'll meet us there. Um, I will say if... And I'm not like chastising, but if you're willing to say the Panthers are a potential playoff team at five and six and Washington's only four and six, and now they have that tiebreaker over Carolina, if if it comes to that, I, I mean, just believe in Cam and the and the I'm sorry, the Carolina defense. I mean, I, I think more than I, 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 I agree with you fundamentally, but they were not paper, enough, the, right? They were they were not enough in this game. I mean, and if they can't be enough against Washington yet, OK, they'll beat Miami this week because everybody does. And then they'll go on by. And then for Carolina, Atlanta, okay, so they'll get above 500. They'll be seven and six, and we'll have all this playoff talk. They'll go to Buffalo. Who knows what that looks like? Then they get Tampa at New Orleans and at Tampa to finish the season. I just, you know, I I could see, you know, Washington. Washington still gets to play Seattle, who's awful. They get to play the Giants. That's two more wins right there. I mean, you just never know. Um, But problem is they do they do meet at some point the birds here, and we know that's going to go. Well, speaking of. The Philadelphia Eagles. Some are go. saying your Philadelphia Eagles. P twenty. Yep. Um, I, I I sent I sent our 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 partner in crime here, BLG. I sent him a message following this Eagles game, and I said, "Don't look now, but our birds are on the come up here." So, um, in case anybody's unaware, I co-host a show that's on the Blog and the Boys and Bleeding Green Nation podcast networks every Wednesday called the NFC East Mixtape. All of our loyal NFC East Mixtape listeners, Pete, in my mentions, in my mentions on Sunday, can't mm-hmm. wait to hear what RJ has to say this week about the birds. <laughs> can't wait to hear what RJ has to say about Darius Slay, who you know, had you, another you, you defensive said, touchdown. You said earlier in the podcast that it was all coming up, Pete. It, it, it was like on Sunday, it just came up all anti-RJ, like anything right? that you believe or get behind it oh. felt like went the other way <laughs> the 
The only thing I had going for me this weekend, and I hate to celebrate, you know, um, a professional road bump for somebody, but was Ali Gunnar Solskjaer was uh, dismissed by Manchester United. So that's the only thing I got this weekend. I thought, uh, I, I, and, I thought you maybe got something in the mail as well. Is that not true? I did. We'll get to that. Don't worry. I'm also making progress finally on Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4. So good for me. But yeah, um, but yeah we'll get, we'll get to the mail. Sure. 40 to 29, um, 22 points scored in the fourth quarter by New Orleans, who has really, who would have thought that Jameis Winston's departure would have broken them? Uh, but that is what has happened. Um, the Eagles put up 40 points, and, you know, the Saints defense is legit. Jalen Hurts got it done on the ground. Uh, Devontae Smith had some nice moments, got, you know, involved. Eagles, you know, it, there's some people talking playoffs for the Eagles. I think they're a wild card team. I really do. I mean, we, we, we've been talking, uh, you know, uh, we we, ha- we said this on a roundtable at Blog and the Boys last week. The Cowboys are in Philadelphia in week 18. I think it's very possible that Dallas is, is firmly Sunday entrenched. Night football. Well, no, I think they're entrenched in their playoff positioning by then. Mm, Maybe, you know, whether know. they're locked in the three or four, see no whatever. No lamb on Thanksgiving against those pesky Raiders. And maybe, you know, maybe it's up to them to either let the Eagles in or, or play for nothing. But we'll see. But, um, man, NFC your thoughts. Your thoughts. Line. Go off, Pete. Go off. No, I, I I, think more and more it's looking like the highlight of the Saints season is going to be the Jameis one crutch dance in the locker room and mm. getting ready for him to come back the next year. It's starting to feel more and more like that in New Orleans. Slash. Simeon coming in and and defeating the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers are are a little bit up and down this year too. And I know that it's a football cliche to say Super Bowl hangover, but it it does feel a little bit like that in Tampa. And not to say that you can't get over that and make a run here in the NFC. We'll see. It starts with the New York Giants game tonight on uh, Monday Night Football. But look, um, the Eagles are playing well, and I I know that it's been out there. And I believe it was Trey Wingo that had the tweet and essentially said it's not really about the best teams. It's about who's playing well at the right possible time. And the Eagles maybe have waited a little bit too long to play like this. But the thing that's been most impressive to me is they've had some gritty wins where uh, they've been able to rely on their defense and just keep them in it. And now you have wins against the Denver Broncos and the the Saints. You get the the New York gift here where you get to do the tour of New York and you, you're going to beat the Giants and the Jets. Make sure you and check it, out the Statue of Liberty. Right. Uh, Statue of Liberty. Broadway, um, get a piece of pizza, right? Do the whole, go to Times Square, take your picture, right? For sure. Of course. Behind the birds this year. Do have to tell you, Statue of Liberty, a little bit better than Liberty Bell. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you're going to be seven and six heading into the bye week. And you, you know the confidence is going to be riding high in Philadelphia. And you got to go into why not mode. And you, you mentioned it. It's crazy how the schedule is stacked up this year. It seems like, especially in NFC East, maybe it is is everywhere, but just four division games. Like the NFC East is going to be decided in the final weeks of the season based upon how all this goes, especially if the Cowboys keep losing. Um, man, as I'm talking more and more, RJ, Thursday is a huge game to, um, to keep, keep a stranglehold on this division because there's going to be a lot of opportunities to get some of those games back. So uh, clearly you are a devout NFC mixtape listener because this is something BLG and I have touched on a lot. Um, Two thirds of the common NFC East games, Pete Sweeney, are about to happen. You know what I mean? We've gotten to this point and, you know, we've gotten to this point and the Eagles have only played one NFC East game. They have six remaining games left and five of them 
are against the NFC East. And in that, you know, stretch, they also have their bye and they have the New York Jets. Um, so you're right. I mean, lots of it's stuff. It's basically the NFL extending the playoffs, more or less. Or not ex- it's- extending them inward, like not extending them at the end, like Correct. starting them yeah. earlier, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. In the, in the idea of like, okay, we're going to go. It's almost, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, because I'm a college basketball fan. I, you you get the, the game. Well, you went to Syracuse, so I mean, you, you know, we, you all, get the game, we all know that. We you get the games where you're playing out of conference first, and then you get to conference play. It's oh. suddenly December and January. Oh. The ACC, you're going into Cameron Indoor Stadium. My guy Jim Beheim's peeing all over it. He's trying to get wins, gr- grit them out. The the right. Syracuse Orange were so much better in the Big East, but it, it's become conference play in the NFL where. They've designed it as such where you're really going to have to turn it on in December or things can either change very quickly for you in a good way or a bad way. And wow, uh, just like the AFC East, the NFC East is suddenly very interesting to me. Uh, we have a lot of games to get to, Pete, but we have reached the sort of fifth gear part of the show where we fly through them. Are you ready? Seatbelt buckled? <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen uh, what those sound effects look I'm like. I'm strapped in. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts started their season of hard knocks. Yeah. Kind of kind of a ho-hum episode, uh, but there was nothing ho-hum about this victory. Well, I guess it was all ho-hum. 41-15, to 15, a monstrous statement win by the Indianapolis Colts. Just demolished Josh Allen. Yeah, big L for me and my Buffalo Bills. I'm about ready to jump off this bandwagon. Are you, are you ready to... Bit. Are you well, ready hey, to say you, the F word? I, dude, I'm wondering. You, that, uh, that's what I wanted. You, you mentioned Thursday's a big day for me. I got, check this out. I got a lot of stock in Thursday's games. <laughs> I've been I've been high on Justin Fields. Uh, so we'll see how that goes in Detroit early he's on. Gonna play. Then my Cowboys. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then my Cowboys. Um, you know, and, and man, if Justin Fields doesn't play, imagine a world where Andy Dalton wins on Thanksgiving and the Cowboys lose based off of what we saw last year. So, but anyway, and then on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, my, my bills play. So I just, you know, it's going to be an emotional I, day for me before I start the night before. So I, I do this Thanksgiving tradition where this I was supposed to be in... the part of the show where we, we, you know, blaze through by the way, but good job. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. Kiss is always like, get out by fifty nine. Look, it's we're we're gonna do what we can do. <laughs> um, the the on Thanksgiving, I have this tradition where I put in a Thanksgiving parlay. Right, it's exciting some years, other years it's over by the time the Lions somehow win or something. There are some rules to it. You never bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving, so I'm already going the opposite way in there. Do I just continue? on that anti RJ train and just go with the anti RJ parlay uh, and not even, not even really think about it. Just take the spreads against you and see how it goes. So um, I don't know if you know this or not, Pete Sweeney, just to further complicate this because Hey, it's up to you. I don't, I don't want to tell you how to, you know, how how to spend the the hard earned money that your Syracuse, you know, degree helped you, helped you get. Right. But I don't know if you know this, all six teams playing on Thanksgiving lost in week 11. All six. That's crazy when you think that about is, it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times it's ever happened. Maybe we're going to see three ties. You never know. Um, are the Colts back? Are, are the Colts a contender? Are the Colts a wild, a wild card team? Are the Colts in the mix? I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I don't know how we've talked about this game this long and have not mentioned. Went absolutely off. Congratulations to you for Five surviving touchdowns. it in your fantasy league. Five we'll total see. touchdowns, 32 carries, 185 yards. Uh, had the only receiving touchdown of the day that, that the Colts had, but four on the ground. 
just had his way, dude. I mean, you mentioned we, we talked best defense. The Bills were the best defense in the NFL for a little while there. And the Bills are now in a stretch, Pete, that is really troubling. Their last four games, they tweeted this out on Sunday. They barely eked out that win against the Dolphins. And remember, we said, well, it's a divisional game. You know, those can be tied. They could be sticky, whatever. And they lose to the Jaguars. Then respect. Congrats. You come out. You beat the Tar. Beat the brakes off the Jets. And now you got this. As you should. I mean, th- this is a rough look for the Bills. And last week, Pete, we came in here, we said, you know what, AFC West, you effed up. You effed up because you let the big bad Chiefs back to the top of the standings. Bills, you effed up. You know, Bills, you wanted this. And, and you got RJ jumping in the mafia, slamming on tables himself because you won the division last year and you were off to a fast start. But you have now let the big bad Patriots back at the top of the division. I know. Just, I mean, man, it's crazy, crazy time. Yeah. As the, the the Chiefs are turning it around, it looks like the Patriots are actually might be their biggest obstacle to maybe getting back into that that bye week conversation, which is crazy. Quick note on Jonathan Taylor: an NFL record eighth consecutive game with a hundred yards and scoring a touchdown. That's nuts. That's nuts. And if you're a person who likes fantasy football on top of, of your own team, he's looking at the one one. He's looking like the one one for next year. Like no one is which is the term one oh one. Yeah. Uh, I would probably take Taylor over CMC at this point and, because of the health thing. And uh, and and kudos to to the Colts for having this type of player. Uh, a lot of teams could have had him. Jonathan Taylor was a second-round pick and uh, is now looking like one of the better uh, running backs in the NFL, probably RB2 if you want to say Derrick Henry. He might even be you know better than that, and, and McCaffrey also in that mix. I just said that. Uh, Carson Wentz looks good enough to get this team in the playoffs. I, I don't know if that'll continue. Uh, it's hard to really put your trust in him but the idea that taylor can dominate uh when you have a dominant running back like that it can really open things up for you in the passing game and make things a lot easier on you and maybe that's the case for um what is happening with wentz i i think that uh, chris ballard has done a nice job building this this defense and to me the colts could be in the postseason it's been a complete fall off for the buffalo bills and i feel bad for the bills fan base which is an excellent um, amazing fan base. You have a case here where, man, they went for a lifetime of just being the little brother to the New England Patriots, and the Patriots found a quarterback that they trust enough in year one. And look, he's only going to get better. I, I think I, I know some people were saying, oh, Mac Jones is not a long term answer. We had our SB Nation NFL Reacts poll that said uh, only 52% of the NFL believe Mac Jones is a long term answer. And I'll say back to the NFL Reacts poll. Are we watching two different quarterbacks? Because to me, Mac Jones looks fantastic for year one. He does not, he's not a world beater. He's not Patrick Mahomes in year one, but he is a franchise quarterback. I think we could say that. And I, I do feel bad for the Buffalo fan base who you had to believe last year really felt like, okay, this has finally been a, a turning of the guard, a passing the guard. It's our division now, and Bill Belichick is in prime position to take it back. I also saw this tweet yesterday that essentially said that Josh Allen has had one good year in the last eight seasons of play, which is a a hot take. But if you really dig into those statistics, you may be able to use the F word with Josh Allen. And you know what F word I'm talking about, RJ. And, And I'm I'm intrigued to see how this thing goes the bills need to turn it around and they need to turn it around thursday 
Uh, one F word that is certainly not applicable in this situation is fast. Uh, our our fast paced, you know, rhythm off to a horrible start here. Okay, uh, let's let's, let's let's stick to the AFC South. Uh, the Houston Texans went to Nashville and got the dub, twenty two to thirteen. Tennessee Titans. You know, if you're looking for a team that had a bad loss in Week Eleven, here it is. Mm. I mean, just this is awful. Did you know that Tennessee inducted Jeff Fisher into its Ring of Honor? Uh, at halftime of this Kiss game, of death. Kiss of and death. then they had the most mediocre performance of their life. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you can't lose this game. They lost it. They are no longer, to me, the favorites to win the AFC. You had a, a perfect schedule for you right in front of you where you just had to win. You're not going to win out, and you blew it. And so there it is. Uh, David Cully, uh, kudos to him after the game. He got up to the podium and said, there's not enough wins with this team. We've got a second win to hand out game balls. So uh, I like that energy. It's a rebuild in, in Houston. Um, this hurts your your number one pick chances, but who cares? It was a fun win. The Baltimore Ravens survived late in the game against the Chicago Bears. There was no Lamar Jackson. Uh, Got to win this game Fields in Chicago. Left, you have to. I mean, have this to win is, it. Uh, the Bears fall to three and seven, sixteen to thirteen. The final score. I mentioned Andy Dalton. It looked like this was going to be a late second great moment for him, uh, but it was not. Uh, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens. You know, good teams find a way. Seven and three. I mean, I, I, the, the vibes are awful in Chicago for everyone involved. Yeah, the uh, Taylor Tornado uh, also was uh, helped alleviate by uh, Darnell Mooney, who had five catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. So thank you to Darnell for, uh, again, uh, helping me there. Breakout game for him. Uh, this has been Fields' guy. Uh, I know that uh, they had some quarterback problems in this game where, where Dalton had to enter the game. Oh, Dalton looked okay. It does look like we're headed for Dalton Boyle on Thanksgiving. RJ, are you going to be pumped up for that matchup? Uh, that's the window that I eat in every year because the Cowboys play and I've obviously I don't know gotta... why my parents do this, but I eat in the second game and the first game is always the worst game. I know. I have to work during the second game, so my family has adjusted. I have a great Do family. you work every year during Thanksgiving? I have to, the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving every yeah, year, that, Pete. That's I mean, tough. It's, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, well, well, you mentioned Boyle, the Detroit Lions kind of hanging around late in this game against the Cleveland Browns, but not enough. The Browns outlast them 13 to 10. Um, the Lions Browns suck. Stink. We know that. We'll, the Browns we'll, stink and we'll, the Lions stink. But that's what I was going to say. Like, we don't have to talk about the Lions, but give me give me something on the Browns. Like, is this, do you feel better? Do you feel good if you're a Browns fan right now? I feel like you don't. I'm going to say something that I don't care. Go off. Baker Mayfield, you can hardly win with him when he's healthy. Oh, Now, now you're going to try to assume that they can do something with like a half of Baker Mayfield. I'm not even behind a full Baker Mayfield, right? So maybe they can do what the Colts did and, and lean into Nick Chubb. It looks like they did that in this game quite a bit. 22 for 130. Uh, Chubb is another running back that I really like. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Uh, I don't really have much more to say other than I, I just don't think the Cleveland Browns are a Super Bowl contender. I don't um, think they're a playoff contender. I mean, they're yeah. in the mix, but I mean, they're going to Baltimore We've on Sunday Night Football. We, we, don't I mean, we feel better about the Steelers and the Ravens more than the and the, the Bengals and the Bengals I mean, and the Bengals? Yeah, I, put them in the, the mix. I forgot these are the, the yeah. these are the only teams in the AFC that I feel worse about than the Browns, the Jets, the Dolphins. By the way, we have to talk about that game. Um, no, the Jaguars and maybe the Broncos. Maybe that's it. Um. Well, at least the Broncos are setting themselves up for a, a good quarterback with signing all these receivers that they have. Courtney um, Sutton and Tim Patrick got deals. 
Let's move on. The San Francisco 49ers, uh, real boring win. You love those anytime it's it's over by halftime, uh, which it really was. Mm-hmm. It was over in the third quarter. A, to- a Thomas Sula really special, if you will, yeah. Right, 30-10, to 10, uh, 49ers back in the mix. I mentioned they play the Vikings this week. That'll be fun, and that's just kind of what you're looking forward to now if you're a 49ers fan. This team is not not back on the rails or, or you know, you can't, can't quite buy in, but they're alive. There's a heartbeat here. Yeah, they're maintaining. Uh, sometimes you just got to maintain your opportunity. You know, you, you're fixing things. I've watched the Chiefs do this all season. Is like, look, we're kind of a, a team that is not doing a lot of things well, but at least we're winning. And they've done enough to be in the mix still. And now you got to continue to figure it out. Uh, good win against Jacksonville. Jaguars stink. The Miami Dolphins uh, beat the New York Jets. It's really all there kind of is to say here. Was this, this a minor league NFL game? Was this an AAF? This was awful. This was gross. This is like, you know, like I will say, by the way, I, I think Scott Hansen still doesn't get enough credit. There was a moment. Um, I don't know if you're watching Red Zone before the Cowboys Chiefs game, Pete, but uh, where the Bills, the, the Bills Colts game had um, like some turbulence as far as the signal was concerned, and I thought to myself, like, man, I need to, you know, let me check, make sure everything's right. And before I could even get up, Scott Hansen, they come back and he goes, "By the way, just heads up, everybody, the signal from Buffalo is what's off. It's not your TV." So, you know, don't worry or anything. You're fine. I just thought, like, man, this dude, like, he speaks mm-hmm. for all football fans. Like, it really is impressive. That being said, anytime we checked in on this game, I was upset. Just, I don't need to see this. This, this, is, all, this is gross. This, this, this spent two wins in a row for the Dolphins at the very least. Scott Hansen, a Syracuse grad. So, kudos to him for that. And, Syracuse uh, football player, Scott Hansen. That's even deeper than I knew. I didn't even realize that, RJ. So, that, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Some fan you are. 24 to 17 fins. I don't know where this organization is going to go. Uh, I what they're not going to make the playoffs. Neither of these teams are there. I don't, I don't have nothing more to say about this. Uh, only thing I can say second week in a row that all of the Eagles seemingly first round draft picks uh, worsened in value because the Eagles won the Colts won. The Dolphins won. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals won, Pete, uh, back from the bye after being embarrassed uh, by the New York Jets. And 32-13, to 13, the final score for them um, against the Raiders, who uh, I know we've talked about the Thanksgiving Day game, and we'll get there, obviously, throughout the week around the SB Nation NFL show, but the Raiders have kind of mailed it in. And I don't think anyone's blaming them for that, but uh, this was a pretty lifeless offensive showing for them. It was a reemergence of Darren Waller, who's been – kind of invisible a little bit this year yeah, seven catches. so like hollow and meaningless i mean no i know 116 yards uh seven catches joe mixon carried the ball 30 times in this game 123 yards had two touchdowns a lot of field goals from the Bengals: 54 53 51 47 and the key part of of, the, of coming out of this game for me was Derek carr going to the podium and I he, he was not crying, but it was his spiel was uh, that of someone who might be uh, someone who's who's talking with tears and saying, I just want this so bad. I've been around for so long and we want to be part of the turnaround. And I just keep watching him and I keep seeing the same thing every year where they get the fan base a little excited and then they reveal their true selves and you're just mediocre and that's why I've never really been behind Derek Carr. And I, I feel similarly about him than I do the the Vikings. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. The, the Raiders and the Broncos are out of this division. I, I think the Chargers can easily be in the mix with the Chiefs. We talked about that game, but 
this is going to be another year of missed playoffs. So the Raiders, uh, much like we talked about with the Dolphins just a second ago, are going to have to look themselves in the mirror. Who do you believe more in, the 5-5 five and five Raiders or the 4-6 and six football team? Oh, the football team. <laughs> Come on, man. You uh, have to do it? You want me to do it? W. Um, Last one. For you, Pete, um, the Arizona Cardinals got another impressive win without Kyler Murray. Uh, Colt McCoy back and, uh, you know, 23-13. Zach Ertz had two touchdowns in this game. Talk about, you know, this guy avoided the Philly winter. Uh, he's thriving in the desert. Granted, I call that a snowbird. Uh, ooh, I like that, but. Man, dude, this was just gross. I mean, this like yeah, you, you you can see like the end. The end isn't even coming. The end is here for the Seahawks. Like I think we have all kind of just still continually not held out hope, but held out some some line of thought. Like, well, Russ is going to turn this around, right? Like like they're like they're not they're I not they're not going to like collapse. I mean, they, you're 100 percent right. right. You're not it, you, you weren't right about a lot this weekend, but you're 100 percent right about this. It, and it had it had to happen here. You had to start had the to turnaround win. here, and they just. Had, didn't. It was their last chance for this season to matter. This is our last chance. And Pete Carroll went to the podium and walked off mid-question and then showered, came back and said, I'll I'll actually answer your questions. He he had to take a a breath here. And essentially it was, you know, I don't have the answers here. This is going to be tough because this is a Super Bowl winning head coach, right? You get to that point, it's time. It, It is time. I think you let Russ go where Russ wants to go. It's a mutual part from Pete, and it's time to to turn the, the next to the next page. Much like the Eagles did with with Andy Reid, Pete maybe goes somewhere else, starts the program again. You get new life. Russ gets an opportunity to maybe do what Tom Brady did, and you start over here in Seattle because this thing is completely broken. Who even knows if Chris Carson is going to play another NFL game? When you start to have neck issues, it's over. The season's over for, for the Seattle. It's tough to admit that, I, I think, sometimes. But this was the end of their their year. And and, that, and it might be the end of this um, amazing tenure and, and era that was Wilson and, and Carroll. And it's been fun, but nothing lasts forever, as you know. I, I will say I'll guarantee now that Seattle. Thank you, Bear. Great. At Washington next week oh, is, is a is a football team win. The C- okay. Seattle ain't winning next week. I'm on the night football. I said Zoom. It should have been Boom Legion of Boom. Um, but yeah, no, 100. percent Washington's winning that game. Speaking of Monday Night Football, um, Giants at Buccaneers tonight. Uh, we've got the Manning cast. Um, you know, just just saying, if Mike Evans didn't have a big big day i'd appreciate that personally uh from one aggie to another uh pete is, is this going to be close do, do, do the bucks have a chance i mean how do you feel on this one no this is i mean i meant the giants have a chance by the way not the bucks <laughs> no, no, is there a I, chance the the bucks wither i mean I you know you were, i thought you were being sarcastic no the this is going to be a bad football game uh the most this is one i actually typically like the traditional broadcast which is i know a, a hot take that no it one appreciates you're wrong Right, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Manning cast tonight because this game's gonna be awful, and so I'm eager to see. Did they announce who, who's gonna be on it yet? Not yet. Uh, generally comes out like right after we record, so you know, good for us. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, do we have a? We have to make a a. I'll I'll take the I'll take the Las Vegas Raiders on Thanksgiving. What, what's the point spread there? Uh 
Well, according to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, our sponsor, the Dallas Cowboys opened as seven-point favorites. Okay, I'm going to take Vegas the Raiders Vegas. plus seven. Um. Okay, so I'm I'm in on this, but let's get two. We got to catch up. You know what I mean? We, we, we got we got some lost burritos here. Let's let's get another one in here. Um, in fact, let me pull up all of the, uh, the 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 Thanksgiving lines, Pete, and we'll do all of them. Okay. Um, okay. So since you mentioned the the anti RJ parlay. Um, so, um, according again, once again, to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the Chicago Bears, and we don't know what the situation is going to be with Justin Fields, have opened as three and a half point favorites against the Detroit Lions. As Uncle John Sweeney says, you never bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving. We're going with the winless Detroit Lions. Okay. I'll take the Bears. So that's the line. I'm screenshotting this on my phone. I'll text it to you. So uh, I've got the Bears at three and a half. I've got the Cowboys at seven. I've got the two favorites so far. And the Bills are four and a half point favorites in New Orleans on Thursday night. Oh, God. I don't want to take the Saints, but I'll do it. Okay. So to be very clear here, (laughs) you are taking all of the underdogs. I am taking all of the favorites. You truly have gone. I mean, it really is the anti-RJ parlay because you're going against Justin Fields, against my Cowboys, against my Bills. Uh, where you're, 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 you you're, 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 pe- you're peeing into the wind of the universe right now, Pete. Zach Wilson, much better than – no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a dog day, a turkey day, more like a, a dog day. With, shout out to Bear. And right. uh, we're we're going to. How can I not take the bear? Seriously, I mean, you know, <laughs> right? Um, the, the Chicago RJs. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fun day. Um, I don't know. Thanksgiving sometimes those games could be weird. Every Thursday night game is weird. You never know what's going to happen on Thursday night. Sure, so we'll we'll see. So to be very clear here, Pete and I have a Chipotle burrito on the line. Chipotle, not an official sponsor of this show, but hey, you know, we'll talk. I'm not. Our, a, I'm our not people just win one people. burrito. I'm not just going to win two burritos. I'm going to win three burritos on a Thursday. hat tricks worth of burritos pizza and in thinking about it yeah well. i'll be so full when i win my third burrito it's actually going to make me a little sick because i'll be full of thanksgiving and i'll be like i don't know if i can eat three burritos but uh, it is what it is i'll have well to i'll get it. you the gift cards won't expire you know I'm, yeah. i wouldn't do you like that um okay uh, this is the last time people will hear from us on Monday, Football Monday, before Thanksgiving. Pete, um, this is the part we go around the table. Everyone says what they're thankful for. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Like, how do you Why want don't to do you this? go first? I didn't know we were doing this. So why don't you go first? Uh, so I, this will sound corny uh, and lame. I am so thankful for all the listeners. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, the fact that we get to do this for a living is insane and, and amazing to me. And I'm thankful to you, Pete Tweeney, uh, my fantastic yeah. co-host. I'm thankful f- uh, for our immaculate producer, Rachel. I'm thankful to the boss man, Michael Kiss. I love my job. I love my life. And so um, it always kind of is obviously a little bit more apparent this time of year. There's three awesome football games generally that come on on Thanksgiving and obviously i have to work one of them every year it's just a fun time it's fun time cowboys lost but the vibes are good in life and so uh i'm thankful for that thankful for you p20 once again you rule dude thanks man uh you know what i'll say about that whole spiel there it's no mario cap i i I appreciate you being completely (laughs) honest there and and uh what a shout out for mario cap wow I, i i i'm thankful for everything you just said and of also of course uh, chris jones uh, i i always appreciate yeah, good a, a, good, going and, a good come know. up of the week and uh he not only is the come up of the week but i'm thankful for him and i, I gotta say one more time I, you could tell uh he had to dig deep uh, against the dallas cowboys and he refused to lose for me and now the the preston road trophy 
is where it belongs. And I'm thankful for the, the trophy to be in the, in the Hunt household. So uh, that, um, that's what I'll hang my hat on thanks, this Thanksgiving and uh, and everything RJ said, too. Uh, last thing, uh, we, we got a lot of responses on Christmas movies and cookies and snacks and stuff, uh, both on the NFL show and on the mixtape. Uh, Pete Sweeney did recommend a Christmas movie to me called The Night Before. The most underrated Christmas movie mm-hmm. out there. The Night yeah. Before. Check this no out, No one has people. seen it. No I'm, one has I'm, seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you it. now, people. Not, not to Pete Sweeney. I'm talking to you. Pete Sweeney believes in this so much. All right. This yeah. movie, by the way, stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth mm-hmm. Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. Um, Pete bought this movie That's and right. shipped it to my house. So I have it. I was going to watch it last weekend, but I'm oh, abiding by the laws of Mama mm-hmm. Sweeney. I'm going to watch right. it on Friday night. This Friday after the Black Cowboys Friday night. confidently get to eight and three. Um, mm-hmm. And I have at least secured one burger. Um, maybe not because if I lose the other two, I've lost, but, um, I'm going to watch it. I've got some shiner cheer in the fridge. It's going to be a great time for me. On if Friday. the Cowboys win, it'll be a polo and probably some pajama pants. Correct. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. Everybody subscribe to the SB nation NFL show. Follow Pete Sweeney on Twitter at P G Sween. Go to LA. Watch the chiefs Chargers game there with him and his sister, Jamie, that works for Netflix. You can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> RJ Ochoa, Pete Sweeney, the final 97 words belong to you. Go ahead. I am not saying 97 words. Goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next week. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.